This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 69 of the Dressage Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by Back on Track with the generous support of Equestrian Collections and Kentucky Performance Products. On the show this week, Astrid Apples from Eurodressage joins us to preview the Ultec FEI 2010 World Equestrian Games. I think total loss, they're safe for the gold, that's for sure. And then I think number two will be Adelinda. I think she would be good for silver. And then number three will be a fight between Stefan Peters and Laura Bechtelsheim. This is Chris Stafford in Lexington, Kentucky, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show, and I am delighted to bring you this week Astrid Apples from Euro Dressage, who's joining us all the way from Belgium. Is it a sunny Belgium there, Astrid? No, it's pretty overcast today. Oh, is it? <laughs> Unfortunately, but it's been, it's been fine. Well, thanks so much for joining us. It's great to have you on the show at last. You're welcome. My pleasure. Well, you know, you are... You know, you are reputed to be the voice of European dressage now. So, all the pressure's on you for the show, Astrid. No pressure at all. I'm teasing you uh, because I know you are the go-to person to do a break preview with us. So I'm delighted that you've been able to join us because you really know most of the people that if, if they have anything to do with dressage, you pretty much know about it, don't you? I try to keep informed. <laughs> I know you do. Just tell us a little bit about uh, Euro Dressage. How did you start that? Because you do it all, don't you? Yes, uh, I'm the only one writing all the articles. Um, I actually started with it about 13 years ago, and it was called Belgian Junior Riders Online. It only covered uh, ponies, junior riders, and young riders classes, but it slowly grew into like an all-European website. And at the same time, I met Mary Phelps of Horses Daily and DressageDaily.com. And she actually invited me to come to the United States. And I worked for her briefly at the North American Young Riders Championships. And it really got me inspired. And by 2000, I started Euro Dressage as it is now. And it just grew slowly and it got bigger. And now it's a, a full company and it's a full-time job. It really is a full-time job, huh? You don't do anything else but write about dressage, huh? That's right. I, I work about 12 hours a day. It's just sitting on the computer. Um, my my office is just my living room, when, and I have Oprah on television on, you know, and I just write about dressage and collect all the news, get the photos out, and I keep going. Do, now, do you have a dressage background in Astrid? Have you, is it something that you've done for years yourself? Or you do you compete? I used to compete. I've been riding for more than 20 years now. Um, I started out with ponies and trained, or, or, trained and competed all the way up to FEI pony level, which is the highest level for ponies. And then I got a horse from my dad. And, but that was at the same time that I went to university. So I had to quit riding competitions because I couldn't train enough um, during the week because I was in college in Brussels. Um, but I continued to ride that horse for 11 years and she we schooled her all the way up to almost Grand Prix level um, and I really have a, like a thorough background 
I've always trained with a really good professional here in Belgium who's a Grand, a Grand Prix rider. Um, he doesn't compete that much, but um, he's just he's very knowledgeable. And he trains with Georgia Vall in Switzerland himself. So I pretty much think I have a good background. George Vall, now that takes me back to when I lived in Switzerland and uh, he was our trainer. Uh, now you, of course, uh, you speak with such authority on, on, on dressage, but do you travel a lot? I mean, you cover so many different events, you can't be at all of them, Astrid. How do you, how do you cover all the events that you write about on your website? Well, of course, you can't cover them all. Um, I usually I start to go out myself to shows uh, in April, um, and I try to attend some of the m most important events uh, for junior ride, for youth riders as well. Um, and I just pick out some nice locations where I know all the best riders of the season are going to be, and I take photos of them, uh, do show reports. Um, of course, in the winter, I, al I always go to the World Cup finals as well, but I don't go to every, every show. But what's so easy right now is that many of the European uh, international competitions are streamed live on the Internet. So you can actually watch each single ride on, yeah, on the Internet and you can follow the competition from there. And usually you, I can get my reports online much quicker than when I would be at the show itself. It's amazing, so isn't it? I know this technology is truly amazing. But first this week, we'd like to introduce our new title sponsor, Bo Lofander from Back on Track. Well, Bo Lofander, thank you so much for joining us and welcome to the Horse Radio Network. I believe you are owner of Back on Track and uh, Swedish, I believe. Where are we speaking to you from? Uh, from Florida. From Florida. From Florida right now. Yeah, thank you for having me here. Well, I'm delighted to welcome you to the Horse Radio Network and, of course, as now title sponsors of the Jumping and Dressage radio shows. So we'd like to uh, really um, explain to our listeners exactly what Back on Track does. How, did you start the company, Bo? No, that's my business partner overseas. Okay. He's a doctor. So he started people and then they took a elbow brace, actually, to put on a horse and had a suspensory, some was a race horse and never was supposed to race again and he was back racing again and win the race after nine months so people over there said why do you not start it for horses you know with leg wraps and and things like that and that was around that time i got in on this side to know about the product so and so and you're but you're you're based here in the in the states are you Bo? correct correct yes Okay, and uh, tell us about your products. You've got, obviously, a range of, of horse products, and there's mo most uh, horse owners, of course, have dogs as well, and I know you do dog products too, don't you? Yes, we have uh, both our horses, dogs, and people. And, uh, it's um, a therapeutic product, but it's used like in the daily work with a horse. It's more like a grooming tool. Uh, uh, what I do is reflecting your own body warmth back like a foreign for a rare, some increased blood circulation, and that helps with reduce inflammation and in muscle joints and ligament and, you know, horses and use the blankets and uh, keep the horses just in the best shape you can do together with other therapeutic products or other grooming tools and masseuses and chiropractors and things like that. So these work all the year round then, no matter what the temperature is? Yeah, well, when it's 100 degrees, it's probably too hot to put the blanket on any kind of horse, but then they put it on for a half hour and they say to see it different. But, you know, we have leg wraps and saddle pads and exercise boots and 
so we, we have everything for the horses and uh, the saddle pad sells a lot in the in the summertime you know so which markets are you most active in at the moment Bo? well we are most active as you say in dressage and show jumping where we have uh, worked a lot in there we have all the top riders like uh, michelle gibson stefan peters uh mcdonald's and dressage and a lot more and then in the jumpers we have easy mad and mclean and krasinski and also many more we, we sponsor about 15 riders in each of them groups okay uh, and and so which countries are you in apart from the states bo well the main office is in sweden and uh, we, i believe we sell right now in 25 countries you know sweden and germany and uh, it's maybe the two some uh, selling most for the moment and u.s is in the third place i say but we're gaining ground whole time over here and and um, it's uh, you know when we talk about the top riders not just the product for the top horses it can be product used on a backyard horse and trail horse too you know so it's it's not just for the performance horses so which are your um, most popular uh products uh, that you sell the most of then with with horses Bo. well our best product i always say is the blanket the mesh sheet is one that we sell a lot of uh, you know you keep the horse's body sound the legs usually follow but we sell a lot of leg wraps and a lot of saddle pads that really start taking off and we have a new product the exercise boots on the riders and have tried really like so um It'd be interesting to see how that product's going to go. But it's a bestseller in Germany, tweeting about products. And hopefully we can get it out here on the market, too. Well, terrific. Well, we're delighted to have you as part of the Horse Radio Network now as the title sponsor of both the Dressage and Jumping Radio shows, Bo. And we will, of course, have links on all our websites to backontrackproducts.com. And we want to thank you so much for supporting us, Bo. Thank you very much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for having me, and thank you. Well, we're going to uh, take a hard look at the WEG contenders, Astrid, because, of course, there are so many. There are terrific medal chances with several countries this year, and it's going to be, I think, as exciting a competition as any. Um, so I'd like to talk through those with you and get your insight into what you think those prospects are. But before we do, I just want to mention a couple of things. First of all, most important to congratulate Belgium on King Kleister's win at the US Open. Being a big tennis fan, I don't know if you are, uh, <laughs> I'm a big tennis fan and I'm a great fan of Kim's. She actually lives one mile from my place. Oh, does she? I never she really? get to see her. <laughs> I never get to see her because she's always out, out you know, abroad uh, doing all these tennis competitions. But this, once in a while, she drives a Ranger over and you see her crossing, like, yeah, zipping by with the car, but that's it. <laughs> I don't well, know her. Well, I know she shares her um, homes between Belgium, of course, and New Jersey, where her husband Brian is from. Uh, so when you see a flying pass next time, just wave and tell her that uh, Chris at Dressage Radio Show is a great fan of hers. I certainly will. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, 
the other thing I want to mention before we get into our WEG preview this week is a win by Laura Bechtelsheimer at the British National Championships. Astrid did a great popular win there. She's now the new British National Champion and, of course, a, a serious medal contender for the World Equestrian Games. So congratulations to Laura, and we'll put a link on our website, as always, to the results from the national British National Champions Championships. And, and then uh, we're going to get into our WEG preview in just a second. But before we do, we're going to take a break to hear from Glenn, who's going to tell us about Kentucky Performance Products. Hi, Glenn the Geek here. I'm going off the script for the Kentucky Performance Products commercial this week. And the reason I'm doing that is because we, there was a recent blog post about me that says I'm overly enthusiastic about the products that we talk about here on the Horse Radio Network. Well, that's true. We're very selective about the companies that we accept as advertisers on the Horse Radio Network. We will not we will not talk about and we will not put commercials into our shows for products that we don't believe in. And one of those pro- companies is Kentucky Performance Products. We believe in them, and that's why I get so excited about the commercials we do for them. We had the opportunity the other night. We had a get-together with Karen and some of her staff from Kentucky Performance Products, and it was plainly evident the enthusiasm and the dedication they have to making a product that's good for your horse that benefits your horse's health and i am just more convinced than ever after our dinner the other night that kentucky performance products is the place you want to go for all the supplement needs for your horse check out all the products at kppusa.com that's kppusa.com and i will not apologize for my enthusiasm well, Astrid, uh, I don't know where to begin with these uh, uh, prospects for the World Equestrian Games and the medal prospects, I should say, but let's take a look at uh, some of these countries. Let's, if you don't mind starting with the USA, since we, we, we hopefully will have a home advantage, but who knows? <laughs> let's talk about those because we've been uh, lucky enough to catch all of our team riders and have them on on the show in the last few weeks. Um, but what do you think the the Americans are looking like from Europe now, from your perspective? Well, it's been very interesting to see how they develop throughout the season, especially at the beginning of the season. Everybody was thinking, oh, my God, of course they have Stefan Peters, but what's who will the rest be, you know, and how strong will that team be? But then slowly um, you started to see uh, them produce good results in Florida. And when they came to Europe, especially Tina Konya, she did a great job um, in Austria as well as at Aachen. And I think they'll they'll put up a tough fight, you know, especially, of course, because Stefan Peters can pull up the score so much because he's a high scorer. I think they'll fight for the... Yeah, for a medal, for sure, a team medal, for sure. Um, I'm not sure if it's going to be bronze or silver. It all depends a little bit on Germany, uh, what they're going to do. And then, of course, you have Britain, who's really strong, and Denmark, and Denmark, who's pretty good also. But I think with home advantage, you know, the Americans are going to do really well and rise to the occasion. Yeah, I think that's always the case, isn't it? You know, when you've got so much support um, at, 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 for a home team, um, but of course, we, as you pointed out, you know, we've got high score in Stefan with Ravel, and then the others, you know, it's going to be hard for them to really catch up to anywhere close to Stefan's score if, if Stefan and Ravel go as well as they can do. Um, so we've got Tina Carnot, of course, Todd Fletcherich, uh, Catherine Bates, and Chandler, and of course, Catherine Dedat is the reserve. Uh, so 
if you if you had to make a prediction, where would you see them after the Grand Prix? Well, what you would think is that Holland, of course, is going to get gold, and then my guess is if Germany can really put in a solid performance, they're going to end up with silver. But I think America is going to put it, yeah. They're gonna get really close. They might gonna get really close to the to the bronze or silver medal. Um, what is interesting, of course, is that Tina Konya she's been consistently producing seventy percentage tests, and even when she came to Aachen, she was still able to get a seventy in the Grand Prix, which is great. But then she flew home and went to Gladstone, and all of a sudden she got a seventy-five. And I'm not sure if it's because it's a national event that the scores are a little bit higher, um, but if she can really score somewhere in between a 70 and a 75, then then the Germans are really have to put in a tough fight for the silver. Well, I think that's true. Um, you know, it seems to be a given that the Dutch, because they have such a, a depth, such depth in in their team. Astrid, that they are going to be on top of the medal podium and the fight for the medals would be between the USA um, and um, Great Britain, of course, um, I think are going to really contest them for maybe the for the bronze medal. Um, but talking about this, just look at their individuals of, as well as the team prospects there for the USA. What do you, what would your predictions be for any of the others getting in, uh, getting through to the to the Grand Prix, especially going to the into the freestyle? Well, Catherine is of course Catherine Bateson is of course a very new combination, and I haven't seen her compete here in Europe yet because she only did two shows in in the south of France. Um, but she's been getting really good scores, and the horse is of course very experienced. Um, so I remember last year, if you if you wanted to get into the Cure to Music finals at the European Championships, you had to be able to score at least a 71.5% um, in the Grand Prix Special. And I, I know Catherine has been getting these scores, but she just has to put in a really clear round, and then I think she might even, yeah, she might do really well. And then for for Todd Fletrich, um, Otho is such a lovely horse and he has the most amazing Piaf and Passage. And if he can stay fault-free in the canter work, he, he is also able to, to, put, yeah, to achieve a 70%. So America can be really strong, but they just have to be sure that they stay fault-free, especially in the Grand Prix. Well, the Dutch, as we said, I think it's no, it would be no surprise to anybody that they topped the medal podium, Astrid, because they have such incredible depth. I don't, there's not another team out there that has the depth that the Dutch do. Yeah, especially, yeah, especially because of Totilas. You know, this horse is so exceptional and he's just, he's just really amazing to watch because he has the super, super talented gates, but also that relaxation. And that's what you want to see in the show ring. You don't want to be, you don't want to see a, a circus act, but you want to see a relaxed horse that's actually over the back and engaged from behind. And um, with Totilas, the trick seems to be less is more. The less Edward pushes him, the better the horse is. And I hope he can present the horse in, in, a, in a very natural way as much as possible. And then he's absolutely brilliant. Uh, for instance, in Rotterdam in June, he had such an amazing ride. And the problem with Totilas is especially in the extended trots where he gets uh, a little bit too confident or too, too much. And when Edward doesn't ask too much of him, you know, he even has uh, extended trots for an, for an eight or a nine. Um, so I think the trick will be with Totalas is just to 
Yeah, less totally less instead of totally less. <laughs> totally less. <laughs> and we should. Uh, I, I don't think it, anyone needs reminding that you know that world records have been broken time and again with Edward and and this horse, and and it has raised the standard so much, hasn't it, Anstrud? We really raised the bar and the expectation now, not just of him, but for of course Adeline and and Jerick Parsifal. Uh, you know, she's the only one to have beaten Tartalus. And I think, you know, it, it really has raised the standard so much, not just among the Dutch, but everyone else. There's an expectation now that records will be broken. Absolutely. But England seems to be a country that likes to break records because every time a show is hosted there, the records seem to break all the time. Um, but you know what? What's most important, I think, is that the quality of the horses has improved so much. If you look at Totilas, he's, he's absolutely world class. Uh, but also Parsifal, he's such an athlete and he has so much elasticity and he's a big, powerful mover. And that's what you want to see in the show ring. You want to see that expression, but as combined with relaxation and um for Edward, the, the trick is to keep also to stay fault-free because the only times that Annalinda was able to beat Edward is when uh, Totilas got a little bit too eager in the Piaf and made these big jumps from Piaf to Passaf to Passage. Um, but normally, if 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 Totilas stays fault-free, nobody can beat him at the moment. I think. Yeah, and, and I, I think that uh, that's really to be expected. Now, talk about a little bit about. Um, Imka Shellikens Bartles riding a, well the old horse of the team really I think he's 16 now Sunrise Hunter Douglas um, now he 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 is a there is a partnership that is is given such depth to the Dutch team and and also capable of great things absolutely um, it's a lovely combination and Imke she's a master at putting in these really controlled rides and she's she's really able to stay fault free as well um, with Inka you have a little bit she, it goes a little bit up and down you know at one time she's really exceptional for instance at the World Cup finals in my opinion she could have finished second and beaten uh, Adelinda Cornelison because that ride was just so high class whereas Adelinda had a lot of had quite a few uh, hiccups and she was uh, behind the music it was also new music but Imke with Imke she has to be able to keep her mare engaged from behind because in the Piaf and Passage although she's very regular all the time she tends to trail the hind legs a little bit and I just if you have have a really sharp on the aids and a little bit electric from behind then that horse is absolutely yeah also a 75% scoring horse so if you have three horses like that on a team you're unbeatable yeah, absolutely. And we should mention number four, Hans-Peter Minderhood and ex-Chris Nadine, the mayor, who um, finished fifth individually in Beijing, in, in Hong Kong, of course, two, two years ago. And, and again, a, a very strong number four of any team. Absolutely. I mean, Hans-Peter Minderhout is a very skilled rider and the mare is really lovely as well. Um, I don't think she has the same qualities as, as the other three horses have, but Hans-Peter is really able to get everything out of his mare and he's always the one who rides with so much energy and forwardness and maybe even sometimes a little bit too much, but it's just a really, it's a joy to watch them go and um, normally their scoring level is around 72% and if that's a drop score, I mean... It's amazing to have a 72% as a drop score. So. Not, not a bad drop score, is it? Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> well, let's move on to the German squad, Astrid, because they 
they are not going to be the favourites this time around. I mean, it's always been a tussle between those two titans, Germany and the Netherlands, uh, for, for years, for as long as I can remember. And this year, though, they don't, they're not bringing a team that you're going to say, this, this is the, the gold medal team. Um, it's, it's got a little bit less experience. You've got some younger horses, some older horses in it. Um, now, of course, you have got Isabel. Isabel Worth, of course, and when you've got her on the team, you know you're going to go all the way. Absolutely. I mean, Isabel, she's so experienced and uh, she calls herself the mommy of the team right now because she's the oldest and a mother as well, of course. Um, I mean, with Isabel, normally, with exception of Beijing, of course, you know she's good for, for a high score. Um, Sachmo is so routine and it's just a really good ride. The only problem lately is he's turning 16 and you do see a little bit of wear and tear in the hindquarters and it, sh it often shows in the flying tempi changes in the one tempis where he misses them but still I mean with, with half passes for a 10 and a super walk you know she can always pull up her uh, pull up the scores when she makes a, a tiny mistake here and there and she'll she'll no, she'll never be the drop score. I don't see that happen <laughs> unless unless Sachmo sees a ghost again. But um, well, he hasn't acted up in, in two years' time, so I think they're pretty safe. And then, of course, um, the big rising star of the German team at the moment is Annabelle Balkenhol, and she has an absolutely super horse. That uh, Dablino is it's a De Niro offspring, and he is just amazing. And to me, he's it's one of the best horses on the scene at the moment. He doesn't have the best walk. He, he lacks a little bit of ground cover in walk, but he has such a nice Piaf and Passage that, that should also score nines and tens. But because it's a new combination, the judges seem to be a little bit more conservative, and they get stuck at an eight or an, sometimes a nine if they're very generous. And that's a bit of a pity because these uh, rising stars, they always have to fight for their points. And once they're at the top, they get them for free as a matter yeah, as a figure of speech. But um, with Annabelle, I think she could be definitely one of a, a, a top five, top ten candidate um, at work. So I, I, I think she's going to be great. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, that's good to know. I mean, he's only, what, ten years old now as a young Hanoverian? Yes, he's 10, yep. um, but he is, is very, it's a very sensitive horse, and he tends to be spooky, but let's hope he's, yeah, he won't freak out in the show ring and stay relaxed, but if he's uh, calm and collected, this horse is absolutely world class. Well, another young horse, relatively young horse, is Christoph Koschel's 11-year-old, uh, Don Perignon, um, you know, a, a new face to this WEG squad, of course, and so too, well, good to see Mat uh, Matthias Alexander Rath, of course, on the 15-year-old Oldenburg, uh, Sterntaler, UNICEF. But what, what would you expect of those two combinations, Astrid? I think uh, Christoph is probably to be considered the fourth combination on the team, mm -hmm. but um, Don Perignon is also a really nice horse and a super talented horse. And I think, given one or two more years, he lacks a little bit of overall in the body but he has such a nice suspension and it, this horse has the most amazing silhouette when you see him go through the ring he floats on air um, it's just that uh, he doesn't have the horse doesn't have much experience at doing uh, three tests in a row um, and we saw at the German championships that for the 
secure to music, he sort of ran out of steam. I just hope that his condition will be fine for WEG. But this is, of course, this horse can score 74% if it stays fault free. And it has also one of the most amazing passages uh, of all the horses out there. That's amazing. So, you know, it, you know it's, it's not a team that you would say, <clears throat> you know, all four of them are going to be breaking world records and going to really push the, uh, the Dutch um, to the wire. But, you know, they're still, the Germans are always good. And as you say, Annabelle's the very experienced, Matthias, very, ex- very experienced uh, combination. So really, any, anything could happen. You never know, do you, with these? Yeah, I think that's a little bit the problem with the Germans at the moment. The quality of the horses is absolutely there, but it's not that, the confidence is not really there, especially with Matthias Rath. Um, it, it's a really a super routine horse. Has uh, has been around the block. Knows all the movements, but he always has that little problem at X at the end of the ride. He refuses to pee off at X, and um, at one show it works, and Matthias can can make him do enough steps but at other shows it gets so dangerous the pf gets so dangerous that matthias only does one or two and then he gets a, a, a zero or a one or um, and that makes the score drop considerably and that's a little bit the problem of the germans you don't really know what's going to happen is uh, sterndaler going to pf uh, is dublini going to spook is Satchmo going to step on his own hind legs in the pf and and, um, and, yeah, lose or, the rhythm. Or see the ghost of the Kentucky Horse Park that no one has ever seen before or ever will again. It might appear this time. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> oh, I certainly hope, so. hope not for Isabel's sake. No, no absolutely. But if, if they're all on form and everything goes the way it should go, I mean, all four riders can put in solid yeah, seven, mid seventy percentage tests. So they're gonna. I think they're gonna put in a, a good effort to, yeah, like you said, to push the Dutch to the wire. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, we're going to talk about uh, some of the Scandinavian uh, contenders here in just a second, Astrid. But let's just take a break here from Glenn. Tell us about Equestrian Collections. Equestrian Collections is a true innovator in the retail horse world, and they have done it again, this time with their new shipping program. It's called their Unlimited Shipping Program, and there are two options, and you can choose the one that's best for you. It's simple. Pay only $34.95 one time a year and get unlimited one-way shipping to you from Equestrian Collections. You heard right. Pay only $34.95 once a year for unlimited shipments. The second option is only $15 more. You pay only $49.95 for unlimited two-way shipping. That means even your returns will be covered. That's unlimited shipping both ways for as little as 15 cents a day. Think about it. Even if you ordered every day, you won't pay any more for those shipments. Now that's an innovative company at EquestrianCollections.com. Well, our, our Scandinavian friends are coming down in, in full force, Astrid. Let's uh, talk about the Swedish team, Bo Jenner's uh, team there, of Patrick Kittel, Tina Willemsen, Minna Kendall, and Charlotte Haig-Bondergaard. What do you think their prospects are? Of course, uh, Patrick's been going really well preparing Scandic this year. Yeah, I think the Swedes are definitely a force to be reckoned with this year, and I think they might even be stronger than the British uh, at this point. Um, especially with Skandik was really good at the World Cup finals, but he got injured afterwards, and he hasn't been out for a long time. So I think uh, Weg will be his first show since the injury. 
um, but this horse is also it's such a pleasure to watch you know he's very elastic there's a lot of power in this body he's quite compact but he really pushes himself off the ground and Patrick does a really good uh, job just yeah steering him round and this is going to be a, a high scoring horse and then of course you have Tina Wilhelmson who's a uh, whose favorite is also one of those sensitive spooky horses and last year at the at the european championships he blew up the freestyle because he got scared um, but normally the, the horse is, is, is getting more solid in his work and i mean this horse is so light-footed and, and elegant and tina is just the most amazing soft rider you can imagine and it's a pleasure to watch the them go and they're they're also able to get around 74 percent so with those two strong riders they can really go for the bronze i think yeah interesting i um, and my comment about scandic was following patrick uh, his friend on on facebook and uh, how he's been preparing him he's sounding very confident about his preparation there at home this uh, this summer yeah, it'll be very interesting to see him go because he's not been out for such a long time. But mm. I'm sure Patrick knows what he's doing and uh, we're all looking forward to see them in the show ring again. And the Danish team, we've got Natalie Susanne Wittgenstein, uh, mm-hmm. Andreas Helgsten, of course, very experienced, and Val Holst, uh, Suna Hansen. They're, I mean, these are uh, an interesting team again. The Danish, you can never rule them out, can you? No, but this year the Danish team is a little bit weaker than than before because uh, you know Andreas is not, Andreas is not on the team actually. Uh, it's going to be Natalie Zuzain, who's who's always who's always been a very confident and, and, and reliable rider. Um, but you have Anna Van Ols, who's the other who's the other one, and she 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 goes a little bit up and down with her performances. But normally, uh, Clearwater he's a fun horse to watch, and he's very bubbly, and he's very good in the passage as well as as long as he can keep uh, the gate very even in the rhythm but um it's going to it's going to be very interesting it's a new a new young team uh this year and I'm, i don't think they're going to go for a medal uh, they they won't be able to get one but it's always fun to watch them especially because they 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 improve so much uh, year after year and now this year it's a little bit younger but i expect them to do much better next year at the european championships in rotterdam yeah i'd imagine their main goal would be to see if they can qualify for um, the Olympics. Do you think that's on the cards? Uh, probably. They're, they're going to put up a tough fight for sure because they yeah. want to go to Everybody in Europe wants to go to London because it's so close by now. And of course, the Olympics are always something special. It's, it's the goal of every rider. Sure. Well, of course, the home team are going to be um, in, in London. Of course, the, the British are going to be really, really uh, serious about uh, getting as high as they can on that medal podium there. And so this this time around of the World Equestrian Games will be um, all about bringing out their, obviously, some really strong guns there with Laura. We mentioned Laura Bechtelsheimer earlier. She's been going so well with Mistral Horace and, and it could be a serious individual uh, medal contender. Absolutely. I think uh, Laura will be the one to challenge um, Edward Gall and Adelinda Cornelison. Um, she's been doing such a great job this season with her horse, and she's getting more confident and more strong in the ring. Uh, even at Arkan, she was super, and she, she's, in my opinion, she should have finished second in, in the Grand Prix and the special, not in the freestyle. Um, but it, it's a pity that for some reason you just notice that the the judges seem a little bit more hesitant to give her that little bit of extra point. Um, 
that the Dutch seem to get. And I don't, know, I don't really understand why, because with Mistral, he's such a powerful horse and he has the, the best rhythm in Piaf and Passage of all the horses out there. Um, he's such a powerhouse. And to me, it's, it's one of the best horses in the world, for sure. And, of course, we've got Fiona Bigwood with uh, V Atlantico and Maria Alberg is going to be riding her father's two socks and Carl Hester back on the squad uh, with Liebling, the second Cheryl Meisner's horse there. Nice to see them back together again. And, you know, Carl is so experienced. He's going to be a very welcome member of the team. He always brings such smile and joy to the team no matter where he goes, doesn't he? Absolutely. He's, <laughs> he's, he's really loved by the crowds and he's such a fun character as well and always cheerful. And you know what? He, he's such a talented rider and Liebling is not the most gifted horse. He's not such a fancy mover like the other top horses, but Carl just gets the best out of every horse. And uh, last year in Windsor, it was amazing what he did. You would never have expected him to score that high. Of course, he, it was on home turf. Um, but, you know, he's always good for, for a decent ride. And as far as I remember, Carl has never, has never been a scratch score in the past 10 years. So uh, he's probably going to be uh, the number two of Britain. And then, of course, Maria Alberg, she's also very um, consistent in her performances. Um, I think she is a bit at the limit uh, of her potential with, with that horse. Um, but she's, also, she's always good. She's, she's reliable. Uh, the team can really count on her. And then Fiona Bigwood, she's the newcomer on, on the team uh, with We Atlantico. The horse was previously competed by a Spanish by Spanish Juan Matut, um, and she's she's doing well on We Atlantico. But it's been a bit hard because uh, her previous horse, Mr. G. De Lully, was very sensitive, and now with this horse, she has to ride a little bit more. And you see that she's um, she's been having a little bit of trouble to. To find to become a combination with him, but it's getting better at every show, and I'm very much looking forward to what they're going to do at WEG because it's been a while since I've seen them in the show ring, and I'm sure they they must have improved. That will be really exciting because I think um, it could well come down to a tussle for the bronze medal between the, the Brits and the Americans, as we mentioned earlier, Astrid, and the other team. I think we should not rule out of, of fighting to get on that podium, of course, is Canada. Yeah, well, it's, it's interesting because the Canadian team has been based here in Belgium uh, this spring uh, after Florida. And to see them progress, it's been really interesting because I actually went to a couple of shows where the Canadians were riding as well. And I really uh, think Belinda Trussell is an amazing rider and she has a super nice horse in Anton. Um, and that's going to be... They're probably going to be the high scorers for Canada. Um, I'm not Bonnie Bonnie Bonello, even though she's very experienced. She seems to be having sometimes like asking too much of a horse, or the combination goes into the show ring, and they lack a little bit of faith. But I mean, Picardi is also amazing; has a super nice passage, and he's a pleasure to watch. And I'm sure this combination will grow in the future. Now, uh, you haven't mentioned uh, pop art. Of course. <laughs> How could I forget? <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, yeah, well, you know, Ashley Halser, she's, she's like the Isabel Worth on the German team, you know. Yes. Uh, she's, yeah. been, she's been, yeah, the force to be reckoned with, and uh, she always puts in, puts in good rounds. And to me, um, Anton is the horse with the bigger future uh, 
in the future, let, let me put it that way, he's, he's got the potential to grow uh, into this even better horse than Popar is at the moment, of course. Um, but can, can um, Ashley, will she, yeah, you're for sure, she'll, she'll be, she'll, she'll do well. I've never seen her put in a bad ride ever in my life with, with Papa, of course. They're always, they're the steady eddies. The steady eddies, absolutely. And then just 13 years old, so really coming into yep. his prime. And uh, Anton, as you mentioned, full of so much promise. He's only 10 years old. Uh, these are all geldings on the uh, Canadian team. And, and Victoria Winter, we should mention, is going to be the fourth rider there with the 16-year-old Baden-Württemberg gelding uh, Proton. And so an interesting team, but you know, the Canadians in both eventing and dressage have just climbed in, in, in prominence over recent uh, months and year. I mean, just in the last 12 months, we've seen incredible improvements in, in, in both dressage and eventing. So I think Absolutely. they're going to be competitive. Absolutely. You know, you have to give credit to Robert Dover, of course. I mean, he's, he's quite a personality, you know, he's very outspoken and, and yeah, he, he, he's, he's Robert Dover, but um, he did such a good job at, getting, at creating a team. And it's for the first time I've seen Canada actually come out in dressage, of course, as a team. And you have team building and they're sticking together. And it's not these loose combinations, one training in Germany, the other somewhere else. But all of a sudden they're, yeah, they're glued together. And I think, yeah, Robert should get some credit for that because he did an amazing job with them. Absolutely, yeah, and uh, and they know when it comes down to a World Equestrian Games or Olympic Games or European, it is about that team effort and gelling together as a team. Absolutely. Well, the other team I want to mention because they um, they're an interesting combination of of youth and experience is um, the Australian team. Oh, that's right. Um... Of course, uh, you have Haley Beresford. She she went to the Olympics in two thousand and. Uh, eight. Um, she made a move. She switched from Isabel West to, to Switzerland, where she's training with Daniel Ramsayer at the moment and Otto Hofer. Uh, and it's been it's been quite a change for her, life changing. You know, moving to a new stable, new environment. But uh, she and her horse, they they've been really doing well, especially at Lipica in Slovenia. They were really on a high and. Um, this combination is really fun to watch because she's riding a Lusitano stallion, and it's always, uh, yeah, a nice pleasure to see a horse of a different breed in the show ring. And then, of course, you have newcomer Lind Lindell Oatley on Potifar. She's um, Patrick Kittle's fiance. They're getting married right after the World Equestrian Games, and but she's brand new on the team. And normally, she, she's she's scoring around 64%. But it'll be interesting to see what she does at the big championships if she's. Yeah, calm and collected and, yeah, can put in a nice solid ride. Absolutely. Well, we should r remind our listeners that she's Christy Oatley's cousin. Uh, Christy, of course, was uh, well known on the team in the, in the, in the past. So her cousin's taken over uh, uh, team duties this year. And then we've got, of course, Brett Parbury and Victory Salute and Rachel Sanner, of course, more experienced member of the team there with JB Alabaster. Yeah, I, I can't say much about uh, Rachel Sana uh, and Alabaster because I've only seen the horse when he was a youngster at the World Young Horse Championships in Verden, um, and I've never seen him go as a Grand Prix combination, uh, so I can't really comment on them, but I'm sure, I mean, they've been solid performers in Australia and always like number one or number two. And then you have Brett Parbury, who's, who's really... Um, 
yeah, rise, rise, rising star. Um, he came to Europe to train with Edward Gall, and the horse has just improved so much. Uh, he always had a, a super PR from Passage, but now the other work is coming together. Uh, his horse is not very uh, supple in the top line, but you could really see improvement in the half passes now. And I think it'll be very interesting to see how they progressed over the past few months. And we should mention some of the individual prospects, but also uh, the breaking news today, of course, is that um, uh, Austrian uh, Victoria Max Torre is out of the games. Yes, it's a real pity that she's not going because uh, her horse, Augustine, uh, is this huge powerhouse Oldenburg stallion. And he is so, so, so much fun to watch. And it's just such a powerful mover. And this is one of the very few horses with real sit in the Piaf. He really takes the weight on the hindquarters. And he's just, there's so much fun. And Victoria is just a joy, you know, she's calm in the saddle and nice light aids and and she always she's the one who waves at the crowds and she smiles and I mean when she comes out of the the arena everybody gets just really cheerful and happy just watching her and um, but it's a pity that they're not coming I, I knew that there were the family was uh, in doubt whether to go to Kentucky because the horse had colic surgery last year in November 2009 and he's been really sensitive you know with also he is on a very strict diet um, he needs to get fed a lot, a lot of moments uh, during the day. He has special hay from the Schwarzwald area, very nutritious hay, you know, but good for, for horses with sensitive bowels. And I remember that Elizabeth Max Toyer told me, she said that if I can't bring my own veterinarian on the flight and in quarantine, that she's not going to take the horse. And I'm not sure whether this didn't come true but I think in the end all the logistics were just a little bit too much and the owners didn't want to take the risk of shipping this sensitive horse to the states. Right well what about the other individual prospects Astrid um, how about Spain how are they looking this time around? Uh, Spain is in it's it's a real pity that we're missing uh, Beatrice Ferrer Salat because she has a, a new horse called Delgado he's also a De Niro and actually uh, the spitting image of Annabel Balconol's Dablino the two just look alike you know they're both chestnuts stockings and a, and a white stripe on their face and they're they move alike you know they have the same movement mechanism the same talent uh, the same power from behind and it's such an amazing horse but uh, it, unfortunately it got uh, unlevel and had to be operated on the tendon so we're missing Spain's strongest rider but then on the other hand you have Juan Manuel Munoz Diaz um, he's the one riding the Andalusian styling Fuego and he's doing really well in Europe and he's this horse doesn't have that short choppy gait that you normally see in Andalusians but he's actually moving more like a like a warm blood horse and of course then you score real, real high points in at Grand Prix level you know if you have the horse with the big gates but then still with the, the, the typical Andalusian talent for collection because of course they're super in the Piaf and Passage and in the pirouettes as well. Are there any other individuals out there that you think could go all the way Astrid that are not on a team? Hmm. I just have to think. Um, it's, of course, this year Kira Kirkland is not there, and she's right. always the individual. You know, the individual riding, but Absolutely. she retired Max, and and she's not going. And um, I know that with the French team, 
the French, to my opinion, they're not sending anyone, or at least I haven't read the press release about team selection. And then one rider who we're also going to miss in Kentucky is Valentina Trupa. She's Italian. Oh, yes, of course. And uh, she rides this uh, Oldenburg-bred Eremo del Castaño. He's a, a, a bay, like chunky bay horse, but also with super lift and, and power from behind. And it's a really nice horse, has been doing uh, really well, uh, nice 70 percentage scores throughout the season. And then it's a, it's a big surprise, but... All of a sudden, the Italian Federation announced that they're not sending a team, but just two individuals. And there's no mention whatsoever why Valentina's not going. And when you contact Mr. Trupa, uh, at the moment, we're not getting any explanation why he's not on the team. So I'm in doubt about it. I don't know why, why they're not going, but it's a real pity. Well, I think we, we pretty much agreed, and I'm sure it's a general consensus in, in the whole world of dressage, uh, Astrid, the, who, which of the teams who is going to make it um, onto the medal podium, um, those few uh, teams, that uh, the few nations that, uh, that will make it all the way. Uh, but let's just talk a little about the individual prospects for individual medals. Who, who's your money on for the medal, individual medals? Um, well, it's very easy for the gold. I, I think totalus or something really strange has to happen. You know, or the, or the pressure must be so high on Edward because, you know, the rider himself he is pressure sensitive. Even though you don't notice him if you interview him, you know, he'll he'll admit to it that he gets. Like his stomach gets all upset when he has to ride, um, but you know they're they're safe for the gold. That's for sure. And then I think number two will be Adelinda, depending on how it goes. Because I I didn't think, in my opinion, they were not at their best form in Aachen, where especially they were struggling a little bit with the PF, where the rhythm was still very nice and clear. But the horse is starting to step on his own hind feet, you know, and that yeah messes with the nice picture. Um, but still, I think she would be good for silver. And then number three will be a fight between Stefan Peters and Laura Bechtelsheimer, in my opinion. All right. Well, you heard it here on the Dressage Radio Show. <laughs> I appreciate that uh, your very insightful comments, Astrid. It's, uh, it's been great to have you uh, join me this, this week. And I, before you go, though, I, um, we're coming to the end of the show here now. I think... Uh, we should just explain a little bit the format of the games and also the the, the judging, this new judging system, Astrid. The, of course, you have the team competition, which is spread out over two days. And then uh, the special is held uh, on Wednesday, I believe, the next day. Uh, with, and then afterwards, there's a one-day break before the freestyle. Uh, I'm I'm not sure if they're going to do the, the the judging the new uh, judging system with the seven judges. I so far I haven't heard of it. Maybe you know more about it than I do. No, I don't. And I wondered if they were going to do it at WEG or if they're going to wait until after WEG to to christen it. I think they're going to wait till after WEG because um, the seven judges and the judging. Um, supervisory panel have been part of a test pilot project this year at various uh, big shows in Europe and um, the FEI dressage committee uh, recently uh, put out a press release in which they made their conclusions of what they would recommend to the general assembly and normally uh, their recommendations will be either approved or disapproved at this general assembly in Taipei in November and based on that decision uh, the new format will uh, take place as of 2011. Right, so it won't come into play at all. There'll be no changes to to what the system that we have 
right now for the games? I don't think so. Okay. All right. We should remind everybody of the Grand Prix. This top 30 go through to the to the special and the top 15 to the freestyle. Is that correct? Yes. Absolutely. Well, terrific. Well, it's going to be a great competition. And we should also mention another tough competition that's going to take place across the horse park is the para-dressage, uh, Astrid. And, and I think that's going to be very hotly contested for the medals. Of course, you've got the team competition, which starts on October 5th, and then the individual, uh, which runs then the next two days, over the 6th and the 7th. And then the freestyle medals will be decided over the 8th, 9th, and 10th. So a really exciting competition. The U.S., of course, have got a very strong team there um, and we've heard, we've heard from many of those over the over the year on here and on the uh, 2010 radio show and I think it's going to be a very very exciting you know you, we have to give uh, credit to them Astrid you know when when you think of uh, the disabilities that they ride with and uh, you know we ride with with supposedly no disabilities and uh, but they they could probably beat us every time Absolutely. I mean, they must be so challenged to ride and to get the guts to go on a horse again, you know, without one missing a limb. I mean, I would even get terrified to do that, you know, even <laughs> even with my both, both legs and arms, you know, there's horses out there that I can't control. So, uh, but these these people are so brave and they're putting themselves out there and they're, they're yeah, they're trying to have a dream as everybody else and I really, I applaud them for doing it. Absolutely. We want to wish all of them the very, very best of luck. And uh, we'd be obviously hoping that some medals stay in, in the U.S. I know we've got a very good t uh, chance of, of keeping some medals here, but we'll uh, also have some tough competition in hanging on to them as well. But we want to wish all our para-dressage riders and all our able-bodied dressage riders the very, very best of luck. We're looking forward to the World Equestrian Games and being able to cover it. I know, Astrid, you're going to be coming over to cover it for Euro dressage of course absolutely i'll be there um, for for the entire dressage part you know I, I fly in on the 25th and i leave the october 2nd so i'll be there for all dressage all right well maybe we can get you on the show while you're here i know you'll be pretty busy but we will of course be recording the show to a live audience at the old tech pavilion each day and don't forget the competition uh, for the for the dressage starts as uh, Astrid mentioned uh, with the Grand Prix on the 27th and the 28th two days of Grand Prix dressage to decide the team medals and then the top uh, 30 will go through to the Grand Prix special which is on the 29th and then uh, as Astrid pointed out they'll be able to have a day's rest before the top 15 come back to decide the individual medals in the freestyle which takes place in the evening under lights there in the main stadium at the Kentucky Horse Park it's going to be quite fantastic and we're really excited about that and uh, don't forget we will be bringing you coverage uh, from the Altec Pavilion uh, that we'll be producing those shows um, at the end of competition each day except for the freestyle because that finishes late in the evening we will be recording that the following morning so uh, come and uh, share your cup of coffee with us and on um, the Altec Pavilion and watch us record that show and hopefully we can get Astrid to join us as well if she's up early you probably have been such a late night that night Astrid that <laughs> you probably have a lay in the next morning oh no we'll see we'll see you never know what happens over there you know it's always a party <laughs> all right terrific well i want to uh, remind you all to uh, follow our show notes on dressageradio.com of course you can follow us on facebook as well and on twitter horse radio and chris e stafford and also euro dressage i know astrid you tweet away you're very active with all your social networking your new media uh, i don't know how you manage to keep up with it all and uh, do the show the do do the, the everything yourself 
And just 12 hours a day. That's what it takes at the moment. <laughs> All right. Don't forget, uh, you can contact us here at chris at horseradionetwork.com and uh, you can leave me a voicemail, 270-803-0025. I want to thank our sponsors, Kentucky Performance Products and Equestrian Collections, as always, for supporting us, and to our backstage crew, Glenn the Geek and Brian, for turning these shows around every week. And don't forget to check out all the other shows on the Horse Radio Network. We now have eight shows, and one of those, of course, is the 2010 radio show which is exclusively about the world equestrian games and glenn and samantha will be bringing you daily coverage throughout the games down at the international equestrian festival which is in downtown lexington at the convention center so be sure to go along there seven o'clock each evening they will be recording a show bringing you all the color from behind the scenes from the world equestrian games and the international equestrian festival well, I want to thank my uh, my guest this week, Astrid Apples from Euro Dressage. Astrid, it's been a delight to have you on the show. I hope you'll come back again. Well, it's been my pleasure, and I'd love to come back, for sure. All right. Well, we'll catch up with you when you get over here to Kentucky. So safe travels, and don't forget to say hi to Kim Kleisters if she happens to come back. I know she's a neighbor now, but um, I'll be asking you her whereabouts now that I know you live down the road. I will, I will. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, I will be back on the first day of dressage at the World Equestrian Games on September 27th. So that wraps it up until then here from the Dressage Radio Show. So until then, thanks to all of you around the world for listening. And I look forward to catching up with you again during the World Equestrian Games. (laughs) 